Hey, Katie, I didn't really ask you. Do you want to do a vinyl countdown with us real quick? Like a 20-minute okay. vinyl countdown update? I mean, we've been kind of just soft rolling in. But let's do this official like. So uh, it's the COVID countdown. So, uh, hey, everyone, welcome to the first ever not-in-person vinyl countdown. We're doing it over Zoom because it's the cool thing. Had you guys ever heard of Zoom before COVID? Yeah, I mean, maybe you guys did because you do <laughs> online meeting stuff. But I feel like it's just like out of nowhere, everyone's talking about this Zoom thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I I've been using it for years, and I think it's been a pretty well used tool in like business world. But all of a sudden, when COVID happened, everyone just started jumping on it. They had ads in the city of uh, like I don't know a year ago, yeah. billboards for Zoom, and I was like, like that at San Francisco, that's a thing. But there's not ads for apps like that in the city. It was like wild. So they, but they've been around for ages, and uh, and now they're just obviously raking it in more than anyone else. Yeah, it's got to be one of the biggest COVID success stories. Take out all the billboards you want. All you need is a fucking debilitating plague to destroy the earth. Well, all I could think about is what uh, Mark Zuckerberg is saying. He's probably like, "Fuck them, fuck Zoom." I'm Mark Zuckerberg. Everyone should be using a video on Facebook. Anyways. That was such a perfect impression. You have no idea. Yeah. Oh, the government. Hulk. Zoom. I can imagine him saying that as he dives into his Scrooge McDuck money pit. Yeah. So we got Katie Kaboom, Julian, Rayanne, uh, Mustard Mike, and same story, Keith. And, uh, yeah, I figured this will be a quick little, we'll just do a short little episode because I just thought it'd be interesting. I mean, it's just cool that we're hanging out. Like, I like that COVID got this to happen it's pretty cool i love how much you love it it is so sweet i've never seen you like something this much in so long yeah when i leave toronto like i leave toronto like i'm gone for months and months and uh and i mean this is like i'm just such a a a luddite with technology i'm so far behind the times that i've never even attempted any of this shit and yeah i'll give zoom corporation a thumbs up that yeah, Rand just sent a link and here I am. And I'm like, well, it still took me two weeks. The first week I couldn't get my microphone and video to work. On Zoom's next billboard, it's just going to say, two thumbs up, Keith McNally. Thanks, Zoom Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was saying to Mike before that I was like thinking about next time I'm in Japan, like when I was there, none of my Airbnbs had consistent Wi-Fi, but the uh, 7-Elevens have awesome Wi-Fi. So I'm like, when you guys are playing Jackbox, what if I stood outside a 7-Eleven with two phones, one of them doing a Zoom call and one of them answering shit? <laughs> I bet I could do that. Okay, this is such a wonderful moment because the biggest frustration with playing uh, Jackbox with people is you send them a Zoom link or a plane and they're doing both things on the same device and being like, Oh no, it kicked me out of the game. Oh no, I can't see you guys again. And then I'm sitting on the phone being like, you just just use it on like two different things. Yeah, and if you only have one thing, then you just have to keep Zoom on in the background and you can't switch back and forth. Yeah, and you got that. You, who was amazed that this is possible in the first place, understood immediately, I need two devices done. It, I cannot believe how hard it is for people in the normal world who are under 40 years old to get it, man, um, some of those calls, man, they're just constantly the whole fucking night. Oh no, it kicked me out. Fuck, where'd you guys go? And I'm sitting there going, this is painful. I'm not like an IT person here to serve you. 
I guess it's because they have like good stuff. So they expect it to work where I was thinking the opposite. Like I bought the cheapest laptop. That's why I wasn't surprised the first week when I couldn't get my laptop to work. This laptop was 300 bucks. My phone was $50 at 7-Eleven. So I'm like, there's no way I could do all this with one device, but with two terrible devices. And yeah, it all worked out. I had to buy a new laptop after I was zooming on my dad's really old laptop because I went to this networking session and they tried to do these like little groups with Zoom. Have you done them yet? No. Because I'm on this volunteer board and then I tried to do it and then I got kicked out. And then I'm like, well, this is going to happen every month now. And how am I going to get a job and meet people and network? So... Yeah, you'll have to do interviews over Zoom, too. Yeah, so I'm like, I can't exist on my my dad's really shitty laptop. <laughs> Were you using your work computer as your, like, day-to-day computer? Yeah, and they it took it. Of course, yeah. Me, like, right before I went on my... Uh, medical leave and that's when I knew they were going to fire me when they were just like hounding and really excited to get my laptop like that's you know when they're like the fact that they want it back like yeah they want it back because they're firing you (laughs) (laughs) just no reason yeah Jizo it's weird because I know you can't hear it Katie but maybe when you listen back to this you'll hear an example of like it's weird just for like two seconds your computer sounds all crazy and then it goes back to normal so Aww. yeah, I'll send you the link to this podcast when I put it out. Yeah. <laughs> so can... It's very strange. Did it just happen right there for you, Keith? Yeah, I heard it. Yeah. Oh, it didn't happen for me there. Oh, wow, this is extra mysterious. Holy shit. Uh, so I figured we could get everyone's little COVID updates, but before we do, I thought we should start with our traditional segment. Keith apologizes to someone. <laughs> <laughs> so I would just like to give an official apology to our good friend, Scarborough dude. Because uh, in the other podcast I do, my writing podcast, I was just talking about dialogue and like, oh, here's a good way to think of dialogue. Like, don't write one-sided dialogue where someone's just talking and talking because that's it's annoying in a book and it's annoying in real life. And at the same time, I was editing the last episode of Vinyl Countdown where it was me and Joel and Scarborough, dude. So he was on my mind. It's a nice thing in a way. I was thinking about him. But I was like, yeah, like, like that. Now this apology is going great. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't bring him up by name, but it was obviously him. I was like, for example, I know this one guy who he just always wants to talk about the beat generation and the beats. And he's been talking about the beats ever since I met him. He's still talking about them. And uh, yeah, obviously Scarborough dude, when he heard that was like, well, fuck you. <laughs> I love that that's his reaction. He's just like, oh, I can come for you too, young man. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's just, yeah, I mean, it was unfair to single out Scarborough dude. He was just on my mind because I was editing that podcast at the time. But I mean, obviously we all got our things. Like I was thinking just today, my thing is definitely pro wrestling. Like my dad just had his 70th birthday yesterday and I feel like I should hang out with him a little and talk to him. It's just hard and awkward because we just don't have a good rapport. So today I'm like, hey, dad, did you hear uh, Monday Night Raw has the lowest rating ever because of COVID? And it's like, he doesn't care, but it's always what I want to talk about is wrestling. And I'm making this poor old man listen to me. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's all. I just want to say, Scarborough, dude, you're not so bad. We're all like that. We all do that. And you also do that. <laughs> and that's my apology. I think some people do it more than others, and you also do it more than mm. others. So you guys are both just so annoyed that you don't have the uh, majority of the conversation be about something we can talk about. <laughs> the conch. Yeah, there's no question me and Scarborough Dude are very uh, similar in a lot of ways. Like every time I start getting too yelly, 
when I hear myself back, I'm like, man, I sounded just like when Scarborough dude starts yelling about something. <laughs> so. And can I say that uh, I have never heard of the beat generation. I don't know what that is. I've never heard that phrase before. And except for Scarborough dude. And then I haven't really, so I don't know what it is. I don't know what he's talking about. I have no idea. <laughs> can someone tell me? So I don't have to Google it. Really? Katie, do you know what it means? Isn't it like hipsters? Like basically, yeah. Kind of the first hipsters. Yeah. It's like, it's pre hippies. Yeah. I assume like they're like, they like listening to like poetry, poetry. Yeah. jazz like, music, snapping yeah. their fingers and like wearing like, like beatniks. Like Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan was in the beat generation, right? Oh yeah, I would say Bob Dylan is right. Yeah, and it's like all those authors, like uh, like that that book Walden and yeah. uh, the guy who wrote um, what's the Holden Caulfield book, Catcher in the Rye, like all those. I mean, I fucking right. love that shit. When I was in high school, <laughs> all I read were books by that generation because I loved it. Yeah, she carries a Catcher in the Rye book with her wherever she goes. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. It probably is the book I've read the most. Man, I remember I read Catcher in the Rye while I had I had like run away from home when I was in high school for like three days. But it was the softest run away from home ever because I used to work at this comic store where uh, basically it was a huge, huge comic store. We had this huge back room with full of comics and it had a couch. And I just, uh, I went into the guy who managed the store and I was like, hey, I got the next three days off. Like, do you want a vacation? I could work for you. And he's like, you know, it's very loose work environment he's like fuck yeah that sounds great so i just stayed there for three days it was super easy no problem but my mom didn't know that i found out years later she was super freaked out that i had run away but it's because i just was like i can't i can't take it with school anymore just write me a note all you got to do is write me a note because i had missed so many days that if i missed any more i was going to get expelled and i'm like all you got to do is write me a note they don't care you don't care no one cares just write me the note and she wouldn't write me the note so i ran away from home for 3 days and during those 3 days i read catcher in the rye like it couldn't be the a better time and i still was like eh i'm not that into it <laughs> of a good time are very different that does not sound like something i want to do ever run away and read uh, a book while I'm sad and alone. I was thinking though, just as far as like these, like, yeah, the, the go-to conversations or whatever, it's just kind of, isn't it sort of annoying when anyone is really into anything? Like, like I was thinking that's what annoys me so much about like, I mean, myself with wrestling and like people who are just love star Wars or just <laughs> any topic, just anything that they just love too much. Mm. It's just not cool. Is it not, <laughs> is it not cool or is it, you just don't want to hear about it more than a couple of times? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's it. Cause like, I literally can't think of anything that, uh, I don't know, Joel with his, uh, his, his politics. <laughs> just everyone's got something that they just can't stop talking about. And I'm just like, it can't, there's nothing, there's no topic on the earth that's important enough to bring up more than once a year, basically. Hmm. It's annoying to other people if you can't participate and that one person is super into whatever they're into. True. Like, I don't understand much of wrestling, but he talks about it all the time. I, actually, I've never really heard Nick mention or I've never heard him mention it. Does he like it? <laughs> I call him over, ask him what he thinks. Nick, what are your thoughts on uh, weed, music, and wrestling? He's getting the 
That's why I feel like it's like a pressure release whenever I uh, meet up with Nick, Julian, or Jason, where it's like, I can just talk about wrestling now and it's like fine. And it's like, oh, feels so good. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> like his wrestling didn't record last night. Were you supposed to set it up? You dumb bitch. <laughs> no, he watched it for, for an hour, but we split it up. He doesn't get it the whole two hours. That's just not fair. And then he didn't record it for the other hour. PVR didn't record. Well, come and tell them. Fucking PVR didn't record. I was so annoyed. I was like, what the fuck? Where? Ah. And even with like nobody, no fans, like it's kind of not as good, but whatever. Anyway, I'm going to cut in and I'm just going to say, I've been thinking a lot about stunt driving. Now, see, that's how you do it. You don't have to get into the minutia and the details. Just say it. I've just been thinking about it. And they're like, cool. Hell yeah. <laughs> you just let that yeah. You really, you left us on that note of being like, wow, that is, that's like a, a real revelation. Like, I want to know more about it. Left us on the high note. Yeah, I want to be him now. Yeah. Stunt driving is up 600%. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> In a lot of ways, he's kind of like the beat generation. Let me explain how. So, like, because it's an individual take it, sport. <laughs> take it for what you will. No, you just. I'm referring to the crime of just to, like, dude, oh. driving like crazy. Oh, anyway, okay. Let's go. Let's go drive. Who wants to go drag? Do some drag racing on commissioners tonight. Where's commissioners? So it's where the behind Canadian tire. Rebel Rebel Wood. Leslie. Oh, oh yeah. Don't go there. That's also where uh, there are always videos posted of idiots doing it and getting in trouble. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, for sure, you're going to go viral for being an asshole. Maybe it would be a good time to have sex outdoors because there's not as many people. Oh, now that's thinking. I like that. <laughs> On commissioners, specifically? Like, in the middle of the room. Yeah. First of May, outdoor fucking starts today. Oh, <laughs> Outdoor fucking starts today. <laughs> hey, hey, the first outdoor fucking starts today. So I'd like to preemptively uh, apologize to Joel for bringing him up as an example of a guy who uh, constantly brings up a single topic. So just I don't have to apologize to him next time. I'll just do that right now. Uh, and now I figure let's just get into our little COVID. Wait, can I, wait, sorry, before you jump into that, can I tell a fun story about Joel? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> About that, in, in, and it's not nothing. It's not a negative thing against Joel, uh, but it is funny. Um, I, I was out with him for drinks or something, and he's often will be like, "Oh, you got to check out this guy." You know, with, like I don't care about politics at all. I barely follow it, but he's like always like, "Oh, you got to check out this guy." He says a lot of really interesting stuff, and he'll like link me videos. Oh, QAnon. He'll link me to videos, and I usually don't watch them. Where I watch a little bit of it, and then I'm like, "All right, I get it." Uh, so I don't know, I guess he must've done that in some case. And I probably didn't watch the video or ignored it. Uh, and then like months later, years later, probably he came back and he was like, Hey, remember when I sent you that video before? I just wanted to say I was like in a different place at that time. And like, I don't like really agree with this person and I don't really know, like I don't or whatever. That does not represent my mature views on the subject. Yeah, and I was like, who was it? And he, he was like, oh, it was uh, someone named Jordan Peterson. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, that guy's not too popular right now. <laughs> oh, so at one point he was all like, 
yeah, this guy's making a lot of sense. I think I aligned Jordan Peterson. Also, women suck. <laughs> yeah, I love my steaks and only steaks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, basically, I, I think since the second Joel's kid was born, he was like, oh, man, the world's going to end, like, very soon. Like, he just got super paranoid about everything. And it's like, dude, like, I, everything's fine. Even now, everything's fine. <laughs> You know, like, so uh, let's do a quick little uh, round of just how the COVID crisis has been going for everyone. Rayanne, you're the most stoned. Why don't you start? <laughs> okay. Uh, fine. <laughs> how deep in are we at this point? Like 40 days or something? Yeah, I'll, I started like, like two days before the rest of the world because I got a bit paranoid and I work from home anyway. So I was just like, after tonight, I'm just going to stay here for a bit. And then two days later, they were like, everyone go home from work. Like, this isn't an option anymore. Everything blew up. So I think, yeah, it's honestly, I think it's probably like 50. Yeah, it's, it's close to two months now. Yeah, it's about, yeah, it's almost two months. It was it was mid, well, I guess a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, I was working from home anyway. So that part's fine. But I was going out, you know, four, five nights a week doing something. So that part sucks because there's literally never any of that. But I've replaced everything with online stuff. Like I have Monday and Wednesdays, I do a class. Tuesdays, I meet with a group of people. Thursdays, I'm free, but sometimes full with something else. Fridays, we've been doing this. I like I'm busy again. Like, I don't have time. Like other people have time. I don't have time. So that's a little stressful to be honest. Cause everyone's like, Oh, you have time to do this thing. You can like, what are we doing? And I'm like, well, I don't, some people don't, I don't <laughs> leave me alone. So that's my experience. Yeah. I, I do find it a little frustrating, even though I, I know I'm lucky because I still have a job and I can work Yeah, and a lot of people can't. It's very frustrating to people being like, Oh, look, I spent all day doing this dumb little task. And it's like, I wish I'm living in complete filth because I don't even have time to clean my house. Uh, I'm so busy right now. Uh, and it's like people are, everyone's fucking making sourdough bread because that's the trendy thing to do for this moment. So I didn't even know that sourdough had a starter before this, that a food needed a weird food fungus in order to become a bread. Yeah. I guess the fermenting that gives it that sour taste, I guess. I yeah, it makes sense, but who knew? Yeah, that's one of those hippie-ass beat generation things I've heard people say, and I don't know what they mean. It's like, I've been using the same starter for 18 years. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? You've been making the same bread type with this yeast thing for what? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. Is it. Does it just sit on their counter for 18 years? I think in your fridge. How? Do you just like spit in it and jizz in it once in a while? You have to feed it. Yeah, it's like a, it's like it's a culture, I guess, or whatever. It's like what do you feed it with? I don't know. I I think I don't know. I'm not. I would just be guessing if I if I told you. I have no idea. What's your guess? Let's all make a guess. I was gonna say like probably maybe like some kind of sugar thing because sugar is what ferments, right? In in like alcohol. Oh, I was gonna say songs. <laughs> yeah. Songs and good vibes. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. you do have to sing to it. Yeah, I, I, I guess. Yeah. Alexa, what's in a sourdough starter? Water, flour, and yeast, it said. 
That's what about the magic? It doesn't even mention that. Oh, uh, she got cut off. So yeah, maybe it's just maybe it was magic was the other thing. <laughs> I assume it was. Yes. Yeah, also, just from the little bit I've blabbed to y'all before. Uh, I mean, I guess like Ryan, you were saying you at least like go walk your dog a bit and stuff. Yeah. Mike, didn't you say you literally didn't leave for like thirty days or something? Uh, yeah, I think three weeks ago I got groceries, and to, by get groceries, I mean I ordered groceries and then I went and picked them up. Uh, that was the last time I left. Um, and then I, I have to get, I have another grocery order this tomorrow and tomorrow I'm going, I'm leaving again because of, uh, being terrified of the disease. Cause it's, if it was, if it was just, this is the problem with this disease that really fucks with me. If it was just me to get sick, I would probably be a little more, I would go out and I wouldn't be as worried, but I'm so worried about giving it to, about perpetuating it. And yeah, if you give it to one person, they give it to one person, and then it goes down the line like that. Eventually, I'm directly responsible with someone's death, you know. And it's like and you live in a building, so there's people that you some like you wouldn't be able to avoid. Like we're in a house. I think if I got it, I wouldn't pass it on to anyone but Julian. Uh, but you're in a building, like you're gonna pass people. Like air circulates. Yeah. You got that doorman that's constantly kissing everyone. Yeah. Oh yeah. And good news. Also that they just sent us a note saying that, uh, someone that works here was tested positive. Oh no. And he was like, Oh yeah. He, he worked, uh, he worked at the concierge desk. His last day of work was this day. And I was like thinking about it and I was like, Oh yeah, that was the day I got the mail. Of course. Oh wow. <laughs> so I was like, cool. And now I've interacted with someone that had it, but it's been seven or eight days so far. So I think I'm, I mean, not in the clear, but, you know, I feel fine. Your story of, like, of your, like, closest to COVID story is, like, so much less trash than ours. Because we found out that a specific McDonald's employee had it, and we ordered from that McDonald's. <laughs> and then if, you, if you're going to go down. Yeah, but actually, we actually waited, like, definitely a while. We were like, let's just order from a different McDonald's now. <laughs> And it must be two weeks from that place. So who knows? I don't know what time is. <laughs> That's what's creepy too. It's creepy that this thing, because it's weaker, makes it worse. Like this two week incubation thing. Cause like the Spanish flu, if you got it, you were dead in two days and it helped them contain it where, yeah, like this shit spreads like crazy. Cause no one knows they have it. It's fucked up. No one knows they have it. And like the testing, you have to keep testing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Mike and Rayanne and Julian, you guys are all in various parts of the downtown core-ish area. Katie, you're out in good old Scarborough. How's it going out there? It's nice, actually. Like, we have a lot of space. I Like, Rayanne, if you actually ever need to bring Taylor anywhere, you can bring her to my backyard because I'm offering. Because I have a huge backyard and I feel really bad because I don't have a dog. Uh, and we live in a house, so I don't have to, we don't have to deal with an apartment at all. Um, I've been out lots. Yeah. Uh, it makes me a tiny bit nervous when I go out, but I don't, I try not to focus on it. But Nick kept talking, Nick came out with me for the first time and he's like, this boomer bitch who kept getting in your grill and I was going to hit her. What do you want? I was looking at these chocolates at the at the the shoppers because I don't know I'm trying to be a little bit more cautious of my food choices, so I was trying to see how many calories were in it. And this girl was just coming in my space to grab something, and I'm like, "Fucking wait, like social distance, yeah. like 
don't get in my face just because you want to get some chocolate fucking raisins or whatever. Like I'm looking right here. I agree. People are really like they. Some people straight up give zero shits. Yeah. Like we're at the grocery store and they're following the rules in as much as like there's lines outside, but it's like as soon as they're inside, they don't give a fuck unless people move out of their way. You stop for one second to pick up a specific item and they come in and open the door next to you. You're like, just fucking wait a second. Yeah, that shit drives me crazy in normal times. I'm like, I'm just like, just wait, people. And so now it's like, yeah, I, I haven't been shopping proper. I've only picked up groceries or ordered them in. So I, I don't, I, I would probably have a panic attack. <laughs> and this is where I'm actually like, for the first time in a long time, maybe ever, I'm a little bit proud of New Brunswick. Like I was losing my mind being, so you guys are all in Ontario, Toronto. I'm in my crappy hometown, Fredericton, New Brunswick. And I was like, oh God, I fucking hate this place. Everything about it drives me nuts. This place sucks. But then COVID happened and suddenly I was like, holy shit. Like, it's like a little life lesson to me of like, I never would have guessed that I'm in the best place. Like I got so lucky where we have like 118 cases. We haven't had a new case in a couple of weeks. No deaths. Us and PEI and I think the Northwest Territories are the only provinces with no deaths. But we're also like taking it so serious, even though it's this tiny ass province and no one lives here. Like we have arrows everywhere in our stores that are open. So they like let you in slowly and then you can only go one way on all the aisles we have those arrows too but some bitches oh, but they don't listen don't fucking follow <laughs> them and so then you're going the right way and someone comes at you the wrong way and they don't even notice that there's they're on the ground and then like, look at this guys i found my first gray hair <laughs> do you legit remember when you got your first gray hair because i remember mine i was 21 no, I don't. I, I feel like I've been kind of slowly going gray my, since I was born. I don't know. It's very interesting knowing you this long, though, because you, you're night and day with the grays from when we started doing this. Me? Yeah. Yeah, it's gotten really, uh, it's intensified definitely over the last few years. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. I'm not like, people are like, have you ever thought about, like, I'm not Anderson Cooper. No, I like it. But uh, yeah, people are always like, have you ever thought about dying? And I was like, not even... For a second. It seems like a lot of work. And for what? Who gives a shit? Yeah. I like it. Basically, my last gasp with gray hair was uh, like, what was it? Like three years ago when I had this job at a cheesecake shop in Vancouver and all the other employees were like girls in their early 20s. And uh, and nobody knew how old I was, how ancient I was. But I was starting to get the gray like on the temples, like uh, the Fantastic Four guy. But it was also the cool style at the time to have, you know, really short hair on the sides. So I just kept my hair super short on the sides and no one could tell how gray I was. And that was like my last gasp of being able to hang around with early 20s people and get away with it, you know, because <laughs> now I'm a little bit too gray and a little bit too old and I wouldn't be able to pull it off. That was the last moment that I was a hip, hip young youth. Do you have any white hairs or gray hairs? Nick? No, you. Me? Oh, I don't even notice because I dye my hair. You wouldn't even know if you had one? Yeah. Hmm. I don't have any gray pubes yet. <laughs> nice. So I'm holding on to that. Someday yours will come. Well, Nick has a lot of gray hair, but he still looks like a 12-year-old, so I don't really know how that... Yeah, he does. Fucking hot 12 He's going to get really close in to see the gray. He's going to be like a nine-year-old man with just like yeah, looking like a 20-year-old boy. Yeah. 
When we both get ID for lottery tickets, then I'm like, what is going on? So let me ask you, uh, when Nick does his stunt driving, does that um, keep you up? Does he do it in the middle of the night? Is it loud? I wor- maybe he was stunt driving today. He went out by himself. Did you see that someone someone was doing, there's a video online, someone was doing um, donuts in, you know, the uh, Dundas Square? You know that intersection, Dundas and Young right there, where the crosswalk goes both ways? Yeah, it's like the Times Square of Toronto. Yeah, but like that one intersection where you can cross like diagonally. Right. Right in that intersection, someone was just doing donuts <laughs> because there's no one on the streets. And then, but there was a cop that came and then cops started chasing him and he drove away. I was like, <laughs> wow, that's a wild video. <laughs> Guys, have you ever seen a police chase? Well, no, I guess not Not in real life. Or, or like anyone try to get away from the cops in a vehicle? I mean, Night Court, we have the Night Court story, classic, famous Final Countdown history. Oh, I don't think I've ever heard that story. I really have to go back and listen to it. Yeah, you'll, it's easy to find because the episode's called Night, Night Court. Court. Yeah. Matt has a crazy story, too. I don't remember which episode it is, but where he was here in New Brunswick and he was like running from the cops out in rural New Brunswick and he turned off all his lights. It was like drive. He turned off all his lights and parked in someone's driveway and the cops went by <laughs> and he escaped them. What were they chasing him for? For speeding. Oh, wow. Oh, he also he also uh, kind of had a thing with the police, too, with the, um, the uh, fire extinguisher. Oh, yeah, I was with him. I got tackled by police officers on King Street by For Your Eyes Only. <laughs> but the crazy thing is they just let us go. Like he, what was that that bar called that we... The Wellington. Yeah, the Wellington. Yeah, he stole the fucking fire extinguisher from the Wellington and was just spraying it around. And then he, there was these two, these two strippers sitting outside For Your Eyes Only smoking. And he just placed it down in front of them. I was like, here you go, ladies. This is for you. And we just kept walking. And then, yeah. Yeah, wouldn't you know it 30 feet later cops are tackling us to the ground wow but we were just very polite and nice and they just let us go they're just like just don't do that man yeah. <laughs> father of two yeah. <laughs> yeah that's one thing if we do uh, another follow-up of these um hopefully we can get like craig and joel and get their stories and we can never seem to get old matt down but so Craig just had a son, but it was uh, right before COVID. But Matt had his second kid right in the middle of all this shit. Man, that must suck fucking balls. Yeah. Well, for his wife specifically. Well, she was she was like messaging because Nick wanted to, uh, his own camera for his computer. And she was like messaging us like the day she was like the day before she was due. And we we're just like, maybe, you know, go have your baby. <laughs> And we'll figure out this camera thing later. (laughs) But I was like, you know, I'll message you in a while, but (laughs) concentrate on that. Yeah, Yeah, lady, I'm stunt driving right now. Can you please? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I certainly hope COVID doesn't last forever because uh, it's fucked shit up. I think uh, I think we've covered all the major topics of the day i guess julian we didn't get your official how you feeling about being locked down you going nuts uh it's weird i'm not used to working from home this much um i think for me the hardest part has been like social anxiety stuff like i um i deal a lot with social anxiety and going out to the grocery store now is enough to give me a panic attack which sucks so you know i think for me the the hardest part is like how is this going to affect me after covid and if that is the hardest thing that i have to deal with then that's great but um yeah everything else has been good though 
I wonder too what that like ramp down thing is going to be like where things start to reopen and stuff, but you never know, like COVID could still be there. Like that's going to be a bad time. Yeah, I, I have I have high trust that there will be a, a second wave. Yeah, I'm like, I'm super, just super glad I'm not in Toronto. Like yeah, it must be so stressful for you guys, like even around here where it hasn't been a big deal. Like, like Julian was saying, like, I felt bad about going to the store just because like, I'm stressing out the people working there. And like, do I really need to go get some fucking moose head? So like when we hit the point here where we hadn't had a new case in two weeks, man, it was just like a weight off my back where I'm like, we're good here. It's fine. Like I can just go buy beer and I don't feel like a douchebag. Yeah. I have a, so yeah, that's, I have that same worry where I'm like, because I all order shit uh, and then the, and then I have to, you know, go downstairs to get it from the concierge but i always feel bad like it's like they have to deal with the delivery person and then deal with me and it's like i better be ordering something important and one time i uh i was ordering and i just adding on a bunch of stuff to my order assuming that they would all come together in one big box and it did mostly except for one thing came separately in its own envelope and it was just the unmistakable sound of a box of uh, craft dinner, <laughs> one single box in an envelope. And then the, the concierge guy had to just hand it to me. Like, I know what this is. And really you had to order this online. You needed macaroni and cheese. <laughs> well, that's the shitty thing about being in a condo and having a someone corral all your online stuff. Like we've trained the postman to know that we're in the back now versus the front when it says our name on it. So the mailman knows now and he scared the shit out of me today. Cause I'm like, who would be my backyard? And it was the mailman, but like we live in a house. So generally we can order whatever we want. <laughs> I do wonder though, if this does happen again, I feel like it's going to be, cause it was crazy how slow it went. Like, again, I get all my news through wrestling, but like months ago, new Japan stopped all the wrestling. They just stopped. They're like, fuck this. And then North America didn't do shit for eight more weeks. Like, no fucking wonder everything's all fucked, right? Like, at least next time that there's a hint of a COVID thing, like, they're just going to shut down shit and, like, it hopefully won't be this ridiculous. Yeah, I want to believe that people just, uh, they seem to have short memories. Um, I feel like this has affected the world on such a huge scale that I feel like no one wants this to happen again. In seven days from now... If we didn't have COVID, I'd be at Ted Riverina drinking beers right now, fucking watching Kenta and, uh, uh, you know, the, the NJPW guys. So on that note, uh, <laughs> person cake, touch appropriately. COVID cake, don't eat any germs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was probably not our best episode ever, but I'm glad we got to try this out. We got to try out. I love when immediately after we finish an episode, you're rating up it every time. Bye, everyone.
Shit.